back in June, I set a challenge for myself and I was like, I don't want to write any code myself. I want to only use ChatGPT for writing that code. And I just want to see, is it possible? Um, and the the final result that I came to was that, yes, it is. Um, but it's it's not like quite what people think or imagine when they first use AI. I think a lot of people go into it saying, I have this big problem. I'm going to give you the entire description of what it is, and you're going to spit out this magical solution that just works for me. Um, and it's not something where you can give it everything and it spits back everything perfectly. All right, welcome to the AI Equation Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and I have the pleasure today of talking to Blake Birch. Blake is the co-founder at Shipyard, and he is making it easier, and his company, of course, making it easier for companies to pull data together, do workflows, all that other stuff. I'm excited to talk to you, Blake, not only because of AI, but also because I'm a fellow marketer, and I know that's your background, and one of the hardest things in marketing is no doubt pulling all that data and, and trying, to, trying to reach attribution, this like phantom like piece of data that everybody wants to know about. So tell us about yourself, your background, you know, how you got started in this uh, or transition into this world of AI and data. Yeah, uh, and thanks again for having me on the uh, the podcast, uh, Alex. So my background, uh, I started off just as an everyday marketer. Um, I was managing search campaigns for uh, companies like OpenTable and Sephora, and I kind of realized that a lot of my day-to-day -day work was having to pull the same data down from platforms, having to do filters and Excel continuously. And those same filters, I'd take the results and then I'd upload them back to some system. Like, there's got to be an easier way here, right? Um, and so I started working with the development team. I was like, is there any way that we can just like store this data consistently? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll sort it in a database, but you're going to need to learn SQL. I'm like, okay, well, I'll learn that. And then that allowed me to grab the data on a consistent uh, basis and filter it in a consistent way. But then I was just still annoyed. I'm still having to manually upload it to all these services. It's still the same thing continuously. So I might as well try and figure out how do I send it directly to that tool? And the development team told me, well, you're probably going to need to learn Python or something like that to work with an API. So I'm like, all right, guess I'm going to do that too. So I started teaching myself these like super technical skills and ultimately was just taking what I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis and learning how I could automate it completely, whether that was adjusting bids and budgets or creating ad copy or turning things on and off based on like inventory status and stuff like that. But I'm human. I only have uh, eight hours uh, directly in the office. Uh, a script can live 24 hours and constantly be looking at the data and constantly be making reactions to that. And so my goal and what I did a lot of um, at the agency was figure out how could I automate the process that I was doing as an account manager, but have it always on so I was able to make sure that I could focus on more strategic things or more interesting ways to use that data. And so that gradually turned into me building out a data team for the agency. Um, I grew that up to about uh, 12 people. We were focused on what was called data innovation at the time, trying to find new ways uh, to use data by like looking at social influencers and reacting with uh, advertisements or looking at live visitation data from Google and uh, bidding up in specific geographies that might be... Um, uh, having like lower uh, attendance and all that good stuff. Um, but as we found more and more solutions, we had some really uh, neat internal technology that allowed us to continuously experiment 
and deploy these types of solutions and do so in a sustainable way to where we could get every client using the same solution, but with slightly different tweaks for whatever their goals were, whatever their data sets were, and so on and so forth. And I mention all of that because uh, ultimately we realized, hey, we're doing a lot of interesting things from the marketing side here, but at its core, what we were building was an underlying technology to help data teams be able to accomplish more with that data to actually drive ROI for a business. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to spin out that technology into what today is known as Shipyard. Um, and it's exactly what you talked about, trying to be a super easy way for people to be able to um, be able to grab data from the right locations, transform it as needed, uh, and send it to the right locations so that they can take actions or just deliver data and reports as uh, like alerts or um, dashboards or anything else like that mm -hmm. for their organization. And so we've grown a lot um, over the past uh, about four years uh, that we've been around. But I think okay. this this new journey with AI uh, has been eye-opening. There's been a lot of experiments that we've done there, and I definitely want to uh, dive in on that front, but it's kind of like the next frontier for figuring out, okay, you have all this data on hand. Per previously, you were having to code everything by hand. Now you don't have to do that. You just have to know like kind of what you're trying to figure out and are able to uh, get a little bit closer uh, to that that goal. So it's an exciting space to be in right now. It is, it is. And I... I um. Well, I feel your pain on everything that you said <laughs> because I've worked with, you know, brands and driving traffic and leads to whether it's, you know, big brands like uh, Ford or Allstate, different industries, and whether you're pulling from Amazon, Google, I mean, it's it's a lot and there's a lot of manual labor. And 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 to your point, I mean, for our listeners here who aren't marketers, they, they're probably like, okay, well, you're talking about like Google Analytics or getting data into Tableau or Looker Studio or something like that, but it's not that simple. Yeah. There's so much more that is involved there. So um, I think you marrying that, all, all that, that you said to solve those problems and use AI is, is, is beautiful. And I, I do think it's an exciting time, uh, Blake, in, in, in that, um, you know, we see this week with the new ChatGPT store where mm -hmm. you've got an abundance of plugins. So talk to us about that because you, I'm sure have experienced the same that our listeners who have been using ChatGPT from day one yep. last year and and have seen like, okay, now we have plugins and they get rid of this, then they add this and it's always changing. Um, tell us like, what are some of the things that you really like about ChatGPT or maybe some of the applications that you use within Shipyard through OpenAI or, yeah. or any other LLM for that matter? I'm sure you guys are using multiple. Yeah, so actually back in June, I set a challenge for myself and I was like, I don't want to write any code myself. I want to only use ChatGPT for writing that code. And I just want to see, is it possible? Um, and the the final result that I came to was that, yes, it is. Um, but it's it's not like quite what people think or imagine when they first use AI. I think a lot of people go into it saying, I have this big problem. I'm going to give you the entire description of what it is, and you're going to spit out this magical solution that just works for me. Um, and it's not something where you can give it everything and it spits back everything perfectly. Okay. Um, a lot of the work has to be split out uh, very, uh, like, and does very small steps uh, along the way. So, 
Um, it's almost like working with a junior developer uh, in some ways, because you'll go in, you'll describe uh, something that you want to happen to a, a data set that you uh, uploaded, and it gives you back the results and you download it. And you're like, well, you were mostly right, but you forgot to do this one thing or like, well, that's not quite what I wanted. And you try and describe it in a different way. And then eventually you get to the state where you're able to like actively transform that data and have it um, write some of the code along the way. Um, but what we found is that it, because you can't just give the entire description of what you want to accomplish mm -hmm. and have like the finalized solution, you have to start stringing those things together. So I might have um, one requirement where like we had a client that uh, I helped out in doing this entire process. They had data that was in a very specific format in uh, Tableau, um, but their partner, uh, they had to take that data and transform it to look a very specific way for some other data pipeline that they had, but it was the data analytics team. They didn't know how to write Python. And I was like, this is a perfect example of, can we take a sample data set, describe what we want changed, how we want it to look, and just verify uh, things that way. Um, but you have to go step by step. You have to say, okay, you accomplished that one transformation. Uh, now, can you like change the uh, like names of all the columns? Okay, now can you calculate this new field? Okay, great. Now can you turn it into this different uh, like file format? And then through each of those steps, um, you're able to finally get the the end product um, that you wanted to. And I mentioned this kind of entire process because uh, what I realized through the journey of using ChatGPT um, to solely write my code is that we're gonna kind of enter a phase where workflow development um, can be done by a single person step by step yeah. to where like a business user that knows what they want can upload like a file or a data set and it tell it step by step the thing that they want to have changed and because they know things they can verify does this look like i expected it to is it right mm -hmm. um and then they can string that correct output to the next step uh, of whatever they need to do and so on and so forth until they can finally just click a button click save and then run and automate it uh, and this was a really big insight for us because initially when we saw ai we tried the all-in-one solution right we were working with their apis to say hey if you just describe a workflow can you see the entire thing come to life it didn't work out that way. Um, but we've kind of changed our our model and what we're building internally to say, okay, how can we give people more control to build step-by-step -step and work conversationally with AI to develop that step, verify that it works correctly, and then take the output and plug it into the next step that they build conversationally and so on and so forth. Yeah, it it, it sounds like very, very much like real life where you have to have a visionary perhaps in each department that might be the C-level person or the manager or whatever. Yep. And they have the vision and they're going to work with that team to make sure that each step is executed properly and it works before it goes on to the next one, the next one, exactly all the way down the to, to the end user, right? So, yep. so talk to me about in your personal life, how do you use ChatGPT or any other AI tools to be more productive or just do things better? Yeah. So outside of like the code, there's the typical uh, types of solutions that you hear from people around like proofreading anything uh, that I write, like coming in and saying, this is the tone that I would like to achieve and the general reading level. And then uh, giving it like an entire blog post or something that I've written and saying, hey, can you make this look better and make sure that it matches um, uh, that sort of tone of voice? I think when it comes to any sort of outputs that these AI tools give, um, I, I've 
become more um more uh i just believe that like you have to really evaluate the output um as uh, intensely as possible it's not going to be perfect and i think sometimes people just plug something in and again they expect oh it proofread it it changed the things i'll just take that and i'll copy and paste it right. I like use it as suggestions it's no different than me like sending something to an editor and them coming back with a few like red lines i might not like all of the changes that were there but based on some of the suggestions i might have a different way to describe uh something that i was trying to get across in a blog post um but yeah that's that's one way that uh, i've used chat gpt pretty heavily in my own personal world yeah it, it's interesting because you were saying that i was thinking of an example that happened today um where one of my project managers created a newsletter for our internal newsletter mm -hmm. and it it was nice. The content was nice based on very good, you know, uh, prompt. But then it kind of got to a, a section where it, it's giving a statistic. And I'm like, oh, okay, m m there must be a source for that statistic, right? Yeah. And the, the statistic came from uh, like a marketing Sherpa, like that website. Mm -hmm. But then I went and looked at it. And it's an outdated uh, source that was a statistic from like 2011. Can't use that. Yep. Right. So I think, you know, and I find that daily when I'm using um, AI and most of our guests here who come on the show, I just try to underscore that for listeners who aren't using it, that yes, you're going to create some really cool stuff, but you're still responsible for the end product. You have to verify it. <laughs> gotta, gotta verify it. So, so talk to me 2024, so many new things. I mm -hmm. sort of mentioned the, 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 the new uh, chat GPT store where people are creating cool stuff. For you in 2024, what's like the most exciting thing, whether it's for you, shipyard, or just industry in general that you're excited for? I'm pretty jazzed about the uh, announcement that was just made two days ago, I think, uh, for like the Rabbit uh, R1. It's like a separate standalone device for doing AI-focused actions. Um, so they... Okay created something that they call, you have large language models that interpret what you're hoping to achieve, but they're not very good about actually doing something on your behalf. Um, okay. They've created what they're calling large action models um, to where they can train something to go through a website or an application and actually accomplish some sort of action for you. So like if you wanted to book an Uber or something else like that, you describe it, but it now has a separate model where it can go through the steps and then present you with the information and have you confirm it. And I don't know if I'm going to be buying this device, but that model of thinking through, okay, since we are a workflow and automation platform, and that's something that clearly excites me, what are more ways to make it very easy for someone to describe what they're hoping to accomplish and having it actually take some of the steps or at least present you with a list of these are the steps that I'm going to take. Are you good with me going through and doing them? Because I think that's how we get to like this future that... Um, we've seen in a lot of like sci-fi shows where we actually have personal assistants that can schedule meetings and uh, like order food and uh, book trips and do all those other sort of things on our behalfs. But I think that can be equally powerful in the business world when you have people that know they want to do uh, specific actions and the tools that they're using every day, whether it's like posting on social media 
or um, it's managing uh, those ad campaigns. I think it kind of changes this perception of what is possible with AI. Uh, and the more that we have people like trying to find ways to take actionable steps um, through natural language, um, that's what I'm really excited about. I, I think it's going to be a really cool and exciting future for, for the next year. You know, and this is just a great example too, because I had not heard of that one. Yep. And I am, I am like, I am immersed. I'm sure like you are, I reserve no joke, a few hours a day just to read and learn of the new technologies, the new apps. Yep. And it, it's like, you can, there's never enough time to be able to know what's new and what's happening and what's trending. And every day that I come in and I leave and I go, oh, I learned something new mm -hmm. that can really change something for a client or someone internally. Uh, and so I guess this is the example of just how how exciting the, the whole field is um, where I, I feel like a lot of people that have been either in like the marketing space, technology, apps, developers, stuff like that over the last 15 years, Yep. where if you've been there from like the beginning or smartphone, so you go maybe like 20 years, actually. Um, this is like the next natural, you know, stop, which is to yep. whatever you were doing, add AI to it and make it 10 times better. Yeah, and it has a huge hype cycle right now. My biggest recommendation is just get hands-on. Try and use it. Figure out what you can use it for because people are just going to keep on trying to sell this and a lot of the stuff is going to fail, but I think it's through the constant experimentation. We finally hit this cycle where there's just so much potential opportunity, but no one knows like quite what it is or what's going to be that use case that just makes like AI like take off or suddenly become like commonplace in like an everyday activity that you would use. So just try it out if you can. A lot of the services are super cheap, sometimes free. That's true. That's true. Well, listen, thanks so much for being on the podcast. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely share your link to Shipyard um, with our with our listeners. And um, what's the, other than that, what's the best way for them to find out more about Shipyard? Yeah, uh, you can go to shipyardapp.com. Um, and we also have a weekly newsletter that we put together called All Hands on Data. Uh, we put together the best resources that we can find in the data space. So if you're interested in that, that's one great way to keep up with everything that's going on in the data and AI space right now. Well, you've got a new subscriber here, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.